where I have nothing to say, I'm just going to stop and look at you and let you just say whatever you say. I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just joking, man. Ah, that would be funny. <laughs> Exactly. No more bacon. No more hamburgers. No more ribs. No Negro food. I'm going to Welcome, 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 and welcome. My name is Dr. Daryl Hill. I am with you today. You're in the house with doctors in the house. Over the past months, we have really gotten into talking about things that can help keep you healthy. As you all know by now, I'm an internist with Laurel Medical Associates, and I spend all of my days helping prevent disease, manage disease, and to provide a situation where people get to live longer and healthier. With this being the new year, we've been very excited about lifestyle changes and just what we can do to help prevent problems. Whether I like it or not, I have to see a lot of people with um, high blood pressure, diabetes, heart disease, and I've been doing this now for about 30 years. And, um, you know, a lot of what's causing these problems are our lifestyle issues, particularly our diet and exercise, but really our diets. And in many cases, it's because either we don't know or we've just been miseducated about a variety of different situations. So I've been real excited and happy about being able to share this information. So far this year, we've, we've spoken about the sugar in our diets and what that can do with respect to diabetes and heart disease and liver disease. And, and today, we're going to have an exciting time to share and talk about salt. As you all know, blood pressure is a big deal. Excuse me, blood pressure is a big deal. We're talking about some estimates, one in three people have high blood pressure. And in many cases, it's because of all the processed food, convenient food, fast food um, that we deal with where a lot of salt and other things are being put into our food. And, and we do this and we don't think much about it. And today, we're gonna stop and have a chance to just focus in on this, this video. 
Um, as, as usual, what we'll be doing is I'll be giving some commentary on the topic and we'll be using videos to help share our message. So I want to appreciate and, and thank you guys for um, taking some time to watch this video and really it's here to help you, to help me, to help friends, loved ones, everyone um, get better. As you all know, um, many of us are having to take medications. Um, our, this generation we see now are being said that we won't live as long as our parents in many cases because we're not as healthy, our food's not as good, and we're dealing with it. So as we move to talk more about sodium and salt today, let me just remind you, the average American should really take no more than 1,500 milligrams of salt a day in our diet. Most of us are well above that, at least 2,300 milligrams. And in many cases, we don't even know how much we're, we're getting in because we always think it's the amount of salt you're adding to your food, but the reality is most of our food upwards of 70% of our salt intake is coming from salt that's already hidden in the food. So we're going to see a few videos today to help demonstrate the point that I'm trying to tell you now. Let me just warn you in advance, uh, my voice is a little cracky, uh, so I got the Barry White going on, so you may hear some of that too, but just bear with me. So the first video is going to talk a little bit about why and what does salt do to cause problems. And we'll hear about that. Then we're going to have a chance to see what are those foods that really get us in trouble. Some of it we know already. Potato chips, pretzels, soups. But there are a few things out there we don't have a clue about. And the video is here to help teach you. And, and trust me, this is very important because... Um, a lot of people are dealing with blood pressure, younger people are getting strokes, and, and if you're on a medication and you're still eating the wrong way, the medicines don't work, and then you have bigger problems. So, so we'll do that, and uh, then we'll go from there. So at this point, we're going to switch it over to our, our first video. Your kidneys help control your blood pressure. By taking water out of your bloodstream. Salt contains sodium. Too much sodium in your blood pulls the water back in. More salt means more water in your blood vessels, and that means... Higher pressure. Over time, high blood pressure makes your blood vessels work harder. To cope, their walls thicken, reducing the space inside the blood vessels. Your blood pressure rises even more, and less blood may get to your organs. Blood carries oxygen and other nutrients around the body. Less blood to your heart can cause pain known as angina, or even a heart attack. Less blood to your brain can cause a stroke or a type of dementia. High blood pressure contributes to around half of heart attacks and strokes. Adults and children over 11 shouldn't eat more than 6 grams of salt a day. Six grams is a level teaspoonful. That's the same as 2.4 grams of sodium. Younger children should eat less. Three quarters of the salt we eat is hidden in ready-made food. They may not even taste salty, like bread and breakfast cereal. What can you do? Check food labels. Use the colour codes, green equals low in salt. Choose brands with less salt. Some even have lower salt versions. Don't add salt when you're cooking. Add flavour with black pepper, herbs, spices and lemon juice. Can you spot salty foods? 
bhf.org.uk slash salty-surprises. registered dietitian for the clinical nutrition department at Johns Hopkins Bayview and I've worked with many cardiac patients throughout my time at Bayview. I wanted to walk through the grocery store with you and help you look at all the foods with a keen eye to help you figure out which foods are high in sodium and which foods are lower in sodium that would be perfect for your shopping cart. Many people think that they are in the clear if they don't pick up the salt shaker and use it in their cooking, when in fact most of the sodium that Americans consume daily come from processed foods that they may buy in the grocery store. Watching your sodium intake is really important since high amounts of sodium in your diet can lead to hypertension, increased risk for cardiovascular disease and stroke. So for tip number one, I would recommend sticking to the outside of your grocery store. All grocery stores are pretty much set up alike. Um, if you stick to the outside of the grocery store and stay away from the center aisles, you'll be choosing more low sodium foods there. A lot of these foods are natural and they're not processed, so this would be a good place to start. For tip number two, if you happen to make it into the center aisles of your grocery store, the most important thing you can do is actually read the food label. The food label does not lie. And I always tell my patients, knowledge is power. So if you know how to read a food label, you can be in the clear. You can make healthy decisions. So for example, when looking at this packaged rice, one serving is one cup of cooked rice. So in one cup of cooked rice, you have 666 milligrams of sodium in just that one cup. This is a really high sodium food. The American Heart Association recommends that the average American consume 1,500 milligrams or less of sodium in a day. Anything that is 140 milligrams or less in sodium per serving is a low sodium food, and anything higher than 300 milligrams per serving is a high sodium food. So this, as you can see, would be a high sodium food. For tip number three, I would recommend watching out for those canned goods. Canned soups and canned vegetables are huge culprits when it comes to consuming high sodium foods. So as you can see, we're in the canned food section. For example, if you pick up a canned soup and it says 25% less sodium, this doesn't necessarily mean that this is a low sodium food. It just means that this can of soup has 25% less sodium than the average canned soup. So as you can see, if you turn over the food label, this soup has 650 milligrams of sodium, which is still considered a high sodium food. Instead of choosing canned soup, I recommend making homemade soups. This way you can control how much salt you're adding to your soups. So another good tip if you make it into the center aisles is to look above and below eye level because a lot of times at eye level are the unhealthier, higher sodium foods. So for example, over here we have the nut section. The unsalted peanuts are down here where the salted peanuts and almonds are right at eye level. For tip number four, I really want you to try to avoid those TV dinners or microwavable meals. Those are really high sodium foods. Those are some of the worst culprits. So for example, this pre-made shrimp dinner over here, one package is your whole serving size and in this one package you get 960 milligrams of sodium. That's more than half the amount of sodium you need in an entire day. Remember, you want to stay less than or equal to 1,500 milligrams of sodium. Another great tip is look into the dried herb section of your grocery store. Um, this is a great way to add some flavor and taste to your food. One of my personal favorites is Mrs. Dash. Mrs. Dash offers a wide variety of different spices and they're all salt free, which is excellent. Another choice is the McCormick. So McCormick offers a couple different salt-free herb blends as well. Another thing I would recommend trying to stay away from is your pre-packaged lunch meats. 
If you do want lunch meats, I would recommend going to your deli counter and asking for a low-sodium option. So now that your basket is full of some low-sodium foods, I encourage you to go home and make some low-sodium meals. It's always healthier to make your meals at home rather than going out to eat. But if you do decide to venture out, I encourage you to ask your waiter or waitress for low-sodium options. My favorite request is, please hold the salt. All right, we're back. So I hope you all learned something with that video. I, I found that video to be very informative and just some takeaway points. Uh, number one, 1,500 milligrams of sodium per day is what we all should be getting. Sodium, salt, same thing. And 140 milligrams per serving is considered a low sodium type food and anything 300 and above is high. And I find those numbers very important to, to understand that. I think most of us already knew certain foods like canned foods can have a very high salt content. Um, um, you don't see too many people eating TV dinners anymore, but I, I guess they still exist. I haven't seen a TV dinner in over 30 years, so I thought they stopped making those. I will be honest with you and say I really forgot about how much um, sodium you can have in lunch meat. So we gotta be real careful with all that. And they offered some alternatives to help with seasoning. Mrs. Dash and other low sodium type seasoning options are very, very important. So don't forget that, very important. Just to run through a list of some other foods to watch out for uh, would be chips, your noodles, Dairy products more and more can have a high salt content. And as you probably can imagine, most of the fast food, convenient foods, processed foods, nuts are very high in salt. And um, pickles, tomato sauce, tomato paste. And um, um, I don't know if anybody out there likes bacon, but bacon is another food very high in salt that we got to be very careful of. These foods have incredible amounts of salt and can help to explain why we see blood pressure issues happening at such um, very um, elevated rates throughout the whole country. Um, let's not forget too about stews and soups and all of those kind of foods too. Very, very um, serious when it comes to salt. So, you know, we've been talking a lot about salt today, and I'm hoping you all are learning something. What I'd like to do now is go to a quick break, and we're going to come back and show a few more videos.
processed deli and lunch meats are full of nitrites. These salts are used to preserve the meats but they can be as high as 600 mg of sodium for one serving of meat. When you pile on your bread, cheese, a few condiments like mustard or ketchup, and then a few pickles, a simple sandwich can be deadly. Skip the deli meats. 2. Canned Tomato Products one cup of tomato juice contains 680 milligrams of sodium, while one serving of spaghetti with meat sauce contains a whopping 1,300 milligrams of sodium. And one serving is actually a half cup of cooked pasta, not the four cups you typically get at your neighborhood restaurant or when you cook at home. So instead of just one serving, you are actually eating eight, do the math before you eat. 3. Red Meat We've been told for some time now that red meat is not good for us because it is full of saturated or trans fats, which are bad for both the heart and blood vessels. For example, an 18 ounces ribeye has about 1140 calories, 79 grams of fat and 1500 milligrams of sodium. 4. Sauerkraut while most people think that sauerkraut is healthy, the fact is that it also has over 460 mg of sodium per one serving. So skip the sauerkraut. 5. Ramen Noodles College students and lazy adults live on this stuff but these pre-packaged noodle meals are highly unhealthy for many reasons. But the salt content alone in the tiny, unassuming flavor packets is 1580 mgs. The noodles also contain 14 grams of fat, so avoid these at all cost. 6. Alcohol Most people enjoy a drink or two now and then but alcohol not only causes blood pressure to rise, but it also damages the walls of the blood vessels. Just say no. 7. Bacon Well, this shouldn't come as a big surprise, bacon is mostly fat. Three slices have as much as 4.5 grams of fat and close to 270 milligrams of salt. And when was the last time you ate just three slices? 8. Donuts One donut can have more than 300 calories and is 42% fat and 54% carbs. Let's not forget the unhealthy saturated and trans fats that come from deep frying. These delectable treats have more trans fat than peanut butter, chocolate bars or even chips. 9. Frozen Pop Pies Pop pies are a go-to comfort food, but a single serving of pot pie equals about 1,400 mg of sodium on top of the 35 grams of fat, mostly trans fats, in each pie. It is already over half of your daily recommended intake for both in just one serving. Pre-packaged frozen meals in general are not a good idea. 10. Whole milk Not milk, you say. Despite the fact that milk is a good source of calcium, it is a high-fat dairy source. One cup of whole milk has about 8 grams of fat, 5 grams of which are saturated. Saturated fats are linked to heart disease. You can use 2% milk or, even better, 1% or skim. 11. Canned Chicken Noodle Soup The first thing we reach for when we feel sick is a cup of chicken noodle soup. But for people with high blood pressure, just one cup of canned chicken noodle soup contains as much as 760 mg of sodium. Most people eat an entire can, which is about 2.5 servings and 1,800 mg of sodium. You can always make homemade soup. 12. Pickles Apart from the fact that pickles are typically low-fat and low-calorie, they are loaded with sodium. 3 medium pickles, about 3.75 inches long, can have about 2,355 mg of sodium. It is already more than the recommended sodium limit of 2,300 mg for an entire day. 13. Frozen Pizza We have all done it, grabbed a frozen pizza after a long day at work. It's an easy and relatively cheap dinner. 
but frozen pizzas also have cheese, cured meats, tomato sauce, and the crust of course. They for just one serving adds up to as much as 1000 milligrams of sodium. And let's be honest, when was the last time you only ate one serving of pizza? 14. Chinese Takeout Some Chinese food items contain more than two days worth of sodium. Even those dishes that sound fairly healthy are loaded with sodium and MSG, another sodium-based preservative. Beef with broccoli has about 3,200 milligrams of salt. Then, when you include the items that go into making the dish, like soy sauce or teriyaki sauce, they each have about 1,000 milligrams of sodium in just a single tablespoon, you are quickly in salt overload. And if you think you will just have a bowl of soup, a single bowl of hot and sour soup has as much as 7,980 milligrams of salt. 15. Baked Goods So good but so bad, they are full of sugar, and sodium-rich leavening agents. And even if this is not enough to deter you, these tasty treats, like pastries, cakes, and cookies can quickly lead to obesity. They just aggravates high blood pressure, so nothing about baked goods, unfortunately, is good. So we're back, and you know, I always got to say when, when we talk about food, you know, I don't want to take away all the pleasantries of life and living, but um, it seems like most of what we eat is not good for us, and we've been doing it for a long time, too. So I, I just want to encourage people not to take these videos the wrong way. They're really more for informational purposes and for us to all get our health IQ up so that we can go forward in life and make good decisions. I think you can still do a lot of the things we see in the video, but we got to do it at a lesser frequency and lesser quantity if we do it. Um, because clearly right now it's leading to some serious problems and it's really unfortunate when you see innocent people having to suffer the consequences of eating to live, but that, that, that eating is actually leading to some bad health outcomes. Let me take for instance, you know, John. You know, John is single and works hard. He's a student too. For breakfast he gets up, he gets in his car, he, he goes through a fast food place and gets his breakfast every morning. He's not aware of all the sodium in, in these processed foods. He's busy. You know, going to classes, going to work, and before you know it, lunchtime is here, and he's right back kind of going through the same process for, for dinner, and, and then if he gets dessert, whatever, after eating in one day, he can eat enough sodium um, to last him really three or four days and not even be aware of it, and then before you know it, we're talking about blood pressure, we're talking about heart problems, we're talking about a stroke, and, and didn't even know it was happening. So let's keep that in mind. Nutrition's important, exercise is important, and getting those checkups is important, and, and, and just really getting our health IQs up. So I'm hoping that we're learning a lot with these videos. I'm hoping that we're appreciating that a lot of people have high blood pressure, and a lot of reasons why are explained by the salt in our diet. So at this point, we're going to take a brief break and queue up the next video and go from there. You are in Doctors in the House.
stroke, high blood pressure is a major risk factor, but there is actually a diet that could help reduce your risk of not only hypertension, but other diseases as well. Heidi Harkoff is a nutrition specialist from the New England Food and Dairy Council. She joins me now. Welcome back, Heidi. Thank you. How big of a problem is high blood pressure in the country? It's very common. Actually, one in three adults does have high blood pressure. Okay. And what's exciting about the DASH diet, which stands for Dietary Approaches to Stop Hypertension. Okay is that it's truly research-based, years of research, clinical studies, taking a look at what happens when you choose the DASH diet. Mm -hmm. um, and they actually find that you, people who are mildly hypertensive can experience a significant reduction in their blood pressure. And we actually have some recommendations, daily recommendations, that we'll we put do. up on the screen. Uh, two to three servings of low-fat or fat-free dairy. That's right. Probably a good place to start. Eight to 10 servings of fruits and vegetables. Six to 11 servings of grains, preferably whole grains and up to six ounces of the lean meats, poultry, fish. And then on a weekly basis, aiming to have at least three to five servings per week of nuts, seeds, and legumes, which are like the dried beans and peas, black Got beans, it. chickpeas, things such as that. That doesn't seem too hard to get into your diet over the course of a week, well, right? Well, that's nice to hear because I think <laughs> those numbers can sound a little bit large. And what I want to do is really show how simple it is to get that in because even when you think eight to 10 servings of fruits and vegetables, it sounds like a large volume mm -hmm. until you take a look at what a serving really is. So I brought some samples in. Yeah, we'll start with the whole grains. Yep, so on the DASH diet, the recommendation is six to 11 grains and those ranges are there depending what calorie level you're at. So the lower ranges would give you about 1,600 calories, which is probably average for most women. Mm -hmm. And the emphasis is to really make a shift from where Americans are right now, which is mostly white grains to a whole grain. So this is what an ounce of a whole grain cereal would look like. One slice of bread is an ounce of grain, and that's a half a cup of a whole wheat pasta. Um, that's not your typical serving of pasta, or should it be? It doesn't have to be. Okay. So the, the goal is to be in that 6 to 11 range. And so what you're looking at there is three servings right now. That's three servings. Oh, no. Oh, all the whole, okay. Yeah. Okay. So if you're going to have dinner, we'll take this off. There you that go. That would be your um, one serving of pasta. Now, certainly at breakfast, if you have a, a bowl of cereal, at lunch you have two slices of bread, that's two. At dinner, you can have another serving of that as well and still stay in that 6 to 11 range. Okay. Um, the key is to look for whole. Now, take a look at the fruits and vegetables. This is probably where most Americans are really falling you want to short. get those greens in, right? And more matters. So this is a sample. One serving of a leafy green would be one cup, which is about what's in this bowl right here. Um, that's a half a cup of baby carrots, a half a cup of broccoli, half a cup of green beans. Each of those are one serving. And then taking a look at fruits, it would be, again, a half a cup if it's something such as berries. Or if it's a whole fruit, it would be a medium piece of fruit, mm -hmm. such as this apple and this banana. And canned fruit has its place as well. You can choose This is that. easy. You can go right into lunch, is, right? It's portable. And when you're thinking about all of this, it's important that while we think of hypertension as something focusing about adults, the DASH diet is really a great way to raise an entire family because it's just very sound eating habits. So taking a look at the meat recommendation. Mm -hmm. um, this is where most Americans are doing fine already. So the recommendation is up to six ounces. It's hard to know what six ounces is. I was going to say, do you weigh it or is there something to go by? Well, one way to think about it is three ounces is the there size is. of a deck of cards. <laughs> so there is a way. And when you think about when you go to a restaurant, you get much bigger portions than that. You do get bigger portions than that. So this is what six ounces of chicken would look like or six ounces of salmon. Certainly, if you want to have um, some of those lean proteins at lunch, you can simply think about having about half of that um, with your sandwich or, you know, something like half the size of the salmon if you're going to enjoy some of that at dinner. An egg counts as one ounce of the lean protein category. Okay. Lots of variety here. I mean, it is. No and what's really great about this of... is this offers up a lot of potassium, magnesium, and we're about to talk about the calcium part of this because those are the nutrients that really help with high blood pressure. Mm -hmm. And they are the ones being called out by the government as most Americans are falling very short on. So taking a look at, at the low-fat and fat-free dairy, the recommendation is two to three servings, and the government recommends in the dietary guidelines to have about three servings of dairy a day. So how can you do that? The Not overdo way. it with calories either. No, you know what? If um, actually a glass of, of fat-free milk has less calories than a glass of orange juice, okay. so it's really easy to stay within your calorie guideline here. And the dairy category has a lot of choices, so there's something really for everybody. But simply having a glass of milk with each meal is one way to get to your three. Mm -hmm. um, if you want to have other beverages at mealtime, then thinking about changing that out and having some cheese, low-fat, fat-free cheeses. 
that's the equivalent of one serving of cheese, what I have right there. Okay. And you know, I think we always think of cheese sticks as being kid food, but there's a lot of... Had one for breakfast today. Well, then I, I'm <laughs> glad you don't have that perspective. But we always think of like the string cheeses, but you know yeah. those are great adult, a lot of adult sure. flavors. This is a sharp white cheddar. You can also get these in flavors with jalapeno and other mm -hmm. things mixed in, so more of the adult preferences. Very good. One of the things I want to emphasize is we're a very on-the-go society, and so we grab a lot of food at fast food places um, and at other restaurants. And it really is still easy to have get your dairy servings in, even if you're going to fast food restaurants. I picked these up on the way in this morning. Mm -hmm. Almost every fast food chain now offers a single-serve milk. Sure. And what's wonderful is they're round. and They're they easy. They fit right in the cup holder, and there you go. They do. Heidi, tell me about your upcoming event uh, in March. On March 24th, um, Cabot Creamery is sponsoring a session at the Greater Hartford Women's Conference. Okay. And you can go to their website, greaterhartfordwomenscconference.com, to find out more about it. Georgia Costas is a well-known registered dietitian, and she'll be addressing you're never too old to be young. So you can get a lot of great nutrition tips just like this mm -hmm. to make sure you have a healthy heart, a healthy diet, and Very a healthy good. family. Very helpful. Heidi, thanks so much for being here. You're welcome. And of course, if you'd like to learn more about the DASH diet, all you have to do is log on to the New England Dairy Council.org website. The hardest thing for me about running a small business is. Jim. And I'm Danae. We're on location with the Check It, Change It reality show. And today we're checking in on Doug. Doug's doctor told him he needs to reduce the salt or sodium in his diet. So we're going to pop in on him and see how he's doing with his Check It, Change It goals. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, <laughs> Doug. Hey, Doug. How are you? You know who we are? Yeah. Uh, you guys are from the Check It, Change It show. That's right. That's right. And do you know why we're here, Doug? Not entirely. You're either wanting to see me do some exercises or you're wanting to see what I'm eating. You got it. So tell us, what you got here? I think I've done pretty well. I didn't order anything with fries or a lot. I knew that was going to add a lot of salt. Mm -hmm. So I did the salad. Salad has to be good for you, right? Let's take a look at how much sodium is actually in that chicken Caesar salad. Okay. Now, Doug, are you ready for this? I guess so. Okay. This actually has 4,100 milligrams of sodium. Are you kidding me? Nope. Sodium actually hides in lots of foods, like salad dressing, croutons, those little crispy wonton things. A lot of times, meat can have a lot of sodium added to it as well. Well, 4,100 milligrams is just past my limit. Mm -hmm. That's right. This much salt has about 1,500 milligrams of sodium, and that's your daily allowance. And this is the amount that's in your salad. Yeah, not so good. So let's take a look at what you could have ordered. Thank you. This is the salmon with broccoli. It has about 450 milligrams of sodium. This is the lemon chicken with sauteed vegetables. It has about 600 milligrams of sodium. Both a lot better choices than your choice today. At most restaurants, a waiter can help you choose a low sodium food. You know, Doug, I think you could benefit from a little bit of grocery coaching. Let's say we meet at your house after work. <laughs> Are you serious? Of course. <laughs> okay. Okay, Doug. The first thing we're going to do is stop adding extra salt to your foods. Okay. I guess I can take the salt shakers off the table and uh, put it in the pantry. Good. That way that help me remember. Good. And don't add any salt to your cooking either. Just remembering those first two tips will help you out a lot. Okay. Next, we're going to write down what you eat over the next two days. Okay? And we're going to start reading the labels too. Let's pull something that you normally have for breakfast. All right, 
We'll start with cereal. Okay. Check the sodium and write it down here. Good. Do you notice the heart check mark on the side of the box? Yes. It's a good indicator of a low sodium, low fat food. We also need to check portion size as well. This is the amount of sodium in one cup. Is that how much you usually eat? Yeah, but I usually have two bowls. Ah, so we need to write them both down then. I also add fruit. Is that going to add any hidden sodium? Mm, not likely. You can bet with when you go with a fresh fruit or vegetable or even meats like chicken or fish, you'll be pretty okay. Okay. Train yourself to shop the fresh food sections instead of the package sections and you should be okay. Okay. But read the labels, Doug. All right? Don't forget. Oh, also, uh, we brought you a gift. Mm-hmm. You did. Yes, we did. <laughs> we brought you a low-sodium cookbook. This is going to help you put together an eating plan that's going to work for you. Also, it's going to teach you new ways to enjoy food with a lot less sodium. And our viewers can stop by any library and pick up a low-sodium cookbook. Giving it focused attention even for a few days will help you learn new habits that you can practice for several weeks. Well, okay, Doug, we just got a few things to go over with you as well. But first, we need to sign off with our Check It, Change It reality show. Do you have anything left you want to say to our viewers? Well, I do know that this is important. Uh, it's just going to take me a little bit of practice. That's the spirit, Doug. Let's All get right. that blood pressure down, man. Good job. <laughs>
we don't know what that hidden salt is really doing to us. So, um, and there, there are consequences, major consequences taking place. So I'll make sure in the future I, I give out the phone number and we'll start taking more calls during the show. Um, so if you want to reach me, I can be reached at 301-497-0401. That's 301-497-0401. Or feel free to reach me on the webpage, laurelmedicine.com. Um, in addition to what I'm telling you about the services at our office, we also provide a variety of tools and services to help you make good to choice, good choices with your lifestyle, um, choices that will help to prevent problems, um, products and services that will help to keep you healthy and keep you with your family and keep you having an incredible quality of life. So I know we're coming towards the end of the show. So what I'd like to do at this point is to take a quick break. And I think we're going to have one more quick video of the show before we get out of here. So we're going to go to a break and I will see you in a second. increases the risk for heart disease and stroke, which are the first and third leading causes of death respectively. Blood pressure is defined as the force of blood against artery walls. High blood pressure or hypertension means that your heart is working harder than normal. If left untreated, high blood pressure can cause damage throughout the body. Various research studies have provided strong evidence that consuming a moderately reduced intake of sodium contributes to lowering blood pressure. While some researchers think that the answer to treating high blood pressure may not be that simple, a moderate salt intake is recommended for all Americans to help prevent and treat hypertension. Sodium is a mineral that the body needs in very small amounts. It helps with muscle contraction and also helps to keep other minerals soluble in the blood. Sodium is found in our foods mostly as sodium chloride. Sodium chloride is another na name for table salt. Most health experts recommend not exceeding 2,400 milligrams of sodium a day, which is about one teaspoon. However, beneficial effects on blood pressure have been seen by not exceeding 1,500 milligrams of sodium a day. If you have heart disease or have had a stroke, this lower sodium recommendation should be followed. An individual may find that his or her blood pressure is lower than normal after a spinal cord injury. However, this does not mean that you don't have to worry. You should get your blood pressure checked and know what your baseline is. Monitor any increases above your baseline as potential evidence of hypertension. And remember to get your blood pressure checked regularly. Even if you don't have high blood pressure, it's still a very good idea to watch the amount of sodium in your diet. Reducing the amount of sodium in your diet can help reduce your risk of cardiovascular disease, also reduce the extra fluid in your body since sodium holds on to water, and it also helps you cut down on processed foods in general that not only contain added salt, but likely also contain added fats and sugar. Today we're going to take a closer look at how to watch the amount of sodium in your diet at the grocery store and when dining out. Okay, we're here at the grocery store. Let's go take a look inside. With the thousands of foods on our grocery store shelves, it can be overwhelming to even enter a grocery store, let alone know what to look for. Today we're going to take a look at how to watch your sodium when you're grocery shopping. In addition to limiting the amount of sodium in your foods, for blood pressure control, you also want to increase some nutrients, especially magnesium and potassium. Both of those nutrients can really help keep your blood pressure under control. Foods rich in magnesium include broccoli and spinach. Those are great sources. 
And these are both very healthy green vegetables that are good for your health in general and especially help with keeping your blood pressure normal. Potassium is another nutrient that's very important in helping keep your blood pressure under control. Foods rich in potassium are bananas, tomatoes, and oranges and orange juice. These are all very rich sources of potassium. It's important to watch the amount of sodium in some of your meats. For example, things like processed meats like hot dogs are very, very high in sodium. That's something you probably want to really limit in your diet. Also, any luncheon meats are very high in salt because salt is a preservative. So any meat like this that's preserved and processed is going to be a lot higher in sodium. So the best thing you could do is start with more fresh meat, like fresh chicken, and start from scratch and cooking it so that you don't have a very high amount of sodium in something like a processed meat. When you're looking at the sodium in your food, you want to especially watch packaged foods and canned foods because sodium is often added to those foods as a preservative, which means that the sodium helps keep the foods more shelf stable, meaning that they last longer on the shelves. So things like snack foods, such as these chips, can be very, very high in sodium. For example, this small snack bag of chips actually contains 300 milligrams of sodium, which is a lot of sodium for such a small bag. In addition, packaged foods generally can contain added fats and sugars as well. Dressings and any kind of marinades and sauces can also be very high in sodium. For example, this one here, for two tablespoons of dressing, which is a pretty small amount, it contains 340 milligrams of sodium, so that's very high in sodium as well. Canned foods can also be very high in sodium. For example, beans can be a great source of protein, but the canned beans tend to be very high in sodium, again, because sodium's added to help keep them shelf stable. So for example, there's three and a half servings of these beans in this one can, but one serving is 340 milligrams. Now what you can do is if you buy the canned beans, you can first of all look for reduced sodium versions, which they have, or what you can also do is before you use them, what you do is open the can, put them in a colander or a strainer, and run water over the beans for about 30 seconds. That will rinse off a lot of that extra sodium. Another thing you can do is buy the dried beans, such as the ones up here. They're not as ready to use, but you've got to soak them overnight. But those won't contain any added salt because they're not in the can. Other canned foods, such as canned vegetables, can also be very high in sodium. You're better off with fresh or even frozen over canned because the can have that added sodium. All right, let's pick up this fast food burger and fries. Do you have the sodium availability or the nutrition facts for your food to hand you know out? What? I don't think we have any more today. Okay. I think we ran out. Okay, that's fine. Well, we have our food, but you see, when I asked about the nutrition facts, they didn't have it available. Thanks. Have a good day. Eating at restaurants has become a very favorite American pastime. And why wouldn't it be? You don't have to cook and the food's tasty. But it's very important to be aware of what you don't always know is in your foods. Many restaurants use added fats and salt to flavor their foods. That's why they tend to taste so good. Here's an average fast food burger and fries. They're tasty, but you can tell they're loaded with salt. You can even see the salt on the fries. When we calculated the sodium content of this average fast food burger and fries, we found that it was 1,920 milligrams of sodium. This is another common fast food, especially in Chicago, the Chicago-style hot dog. Very common. When you, It has actually a pickle on it, celery salt, in, in addition to the high-sodium hot dog. When we calculated the sodium content of the hot dog with the average fries, that was actually 2,270 milligrams of sodium. Now remember, most health experts agree that you don't want to get more than 2,400 milligrams of sodium in a day. And beneficial effects for blood pressure have been seen by having 1,500 milligrams or less per day. So you can see how these meals are almost a full day or more worth of sodium. Many restaurants have published their nutrition facts online or have them available in their establishments. So be sure that you either check online or that you ask in the restaurants to make sure you can pick the healthiest choices for you. 
The other thing that's important to keep in mind is that dining out at restaurants should be a treat and not something that you do on a regular basis. As you can see, you tend to get added salt, added fats in the foods, and you're not sure what you're actually getting sometimes. Whether you're dining at a fast food restaurant or a five-star restaurant, sodium is a very common additive to many foods. It keeps the foods tasty and keeps customers coming back. I hope you've learned a lot today about how you can make healthier choices by reducing the amount of sodium in your diet. I hope that next time you go to the grocery store, you feel more informed to make the best choices. And I hope you've been convinced that dining out should not be something you do on a regular basis. Thank you so much for joining me today for Hold the Salt. Welcome back. I uh, hope you enjoyed that video. Every one of those videos we went over today, I thought were right on point. I especially liked the last video because it got into uh, the fast food issue. And I, I like what she said. She talked about how eating out shouldn't be a regular thing. It should be something we do on special occasions. As you can imagine, in many cases, it's become a regular thing and we got to get back to uh, not making it so common. Um, and, and she also tried to get that, um, the, inf the nutritional information uh, from the fast food place, which in many cases they should be able to provide that to you because I've gotten one before. And when you look at it, you're going to be surprised to find out the amount of sodium, fat, and other nutritional content. So um, just wanted to say thanks for joining us today. Hope you learned a lot. I'm going to continue sending many patients back to look at this video and other people too because it's very informative. We will see you next week, and we will continue to have information to help keep you healthy. You have been listening to Doctors in the House. My name is Dr. Daryl Hill, 301-497-0401 and also on the web at laurelmedicine.com. See you next week.